Welcome to episode 285 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I am Ollie Spake and I'm joining from Dharawal country. And I am Melissa Ellis and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri country. And Mel, I'd like to wish you a very happy National Volunteer Week. Thank you for all of your help and support being part of the many, many Parkrun volunteers. And thank you as well, Ollie, for volunteering as much as you do as an ED at the Parkrun that we shall not name. <laughs> Almost got for, you. Almost got year you. Of fines. <laughs> yeah, look, it, it's a really exciting week. I do really enjoy seeing people stop and, and take a moment and share their volunteering experiences and already having seen so many people throwing it out there about the joy that they get through parkrun volunteering. Uh, it's only early in the week whilst we're recording that, so there's plenty more fun to come. So, again, a big thank you to everyone for all of the effort, the time and the passion that they give to make this wonderful parkrun real for us. Yeah, I agree. But also we get so much out of volunteering. It's not about giving, it's about what we get from doing it and that warm, fuzzy feeling after you've had a morning at parkrun and how well it's gone. I know I come home from juniors feeling pretty happy with how the morning's gone. Yeah. Seeing their happy faces, that's all the reward you need. Well and truly, well and truly. And for those who may not have heard us celebrate it last year, National Volunteer Week is in fact an Australian recognised week, so disclaimer there. Uh, we'll say thank you to all of our overseas parkrun family as well because, hey, you know, you're, you're a big part of our lives too. But in Australia we celebrate from, I think it's, Starts the 16th, goes through to the 22nd of May. So this coming Parkrun Day is still a part of the week. And Mel, the theme this year is better together. So clearly we see some great examples of that every week. Uh, and in the case of juniors, you know, twice a week. I'm so lucky in that respect. But Ollie, was your Parkrun Day better together on Saturday? Very much so. There were... A very healthy contingent of, of regular volunteers, you know, some of the, the great helpers uh, that have really kept things going since the unpause. At <laughs> It's so <laughs> off-putting to not be able to say the name. <laughs> so off-putting. You can say it. You just have to pay. Just prepare the sound effects, Mel. Um, <laughs> because, yes, I was at home at Shell Harbour and it was a pleasure to have the support, um, as I said, of some of our regulars, so you know, our favourite timekeeper of late, Patrick, uh, jumping in and, and helping out there. Uh, plenty of our Duke of Ed kids who have just become part of the woodwork, and uh, some of them are, you know, I would say they'd make better run directors than me. So we've got to work on that. And we had a first time volunteer, Mel, that unfortunately I couldn't credit. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> and I'm going to totally steal your thunder. Sorry, Karen, because Karen did pop into Daz's and share this volunteer who joined us. Uh, fair to say we didn't have a vest and unfortunately we couldn't register in the system, but welcome Darwin to the world of parkrun volunteering. Darwin being a rainbow lollicate, as my girls would say. And... I think Darwin brightened our day, not just in colour, but you know, from sheer presence and uh, I think served a very adequate or more than adequate sidekick to Karen throughout. So uh, 
all shapes and sizes, Mel. I'm going to go out on a limb here, or maybe a wing, Ollie, and say <laughs> that Darwin could potentially be the Parkrun Adventurer's mascot. Now, oh. this might not go down well with my dear oh. Brett, the stuffed magpie <laughs> <laughs> that I did have, uh, and well, not to mention Dazza, but oh, I don't think it does so much as a mascot, mm. more as a personality Mm. so yeah there's room there's room for a feathered mascot in the parkrun adventurer family that's a nice thought look from the evidence i've seen darwin would make a fantastic uh, mascot does he tour (laughs) can he fly south (laughs) karen karen let us know um wouldn't suggest flying south i think darwin would probably drive but Touring, hey, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Well, Speaking I'm of touring. Had, I'm oh, thinking sorry. the budgies yeah. could share their cage, Ollie. It's, you know, yeah, there's okay. room here at the palace. <laughs> <laughs> the bird's bunk. I don't know. <laughs> Just to clarify, that was with a U. I could get a tourist cage. I don't know. Yeah. Please continue. Okay. Look, I was going to say, speaking of tourists, uh, we had our favourite tourist back as well. Chris was back. Oh. I'd called out that the sausage rolls, well, he'd noticed actually the sausage rolls were back at the cafe. So it was good to have Chris back home to join for a bit of post-park run hangout and to rate a probably fair to say a very disappointing sausage roll. But lovely morning. Thank you very much, as I said to the team, Mel. Do we need a MasterChef, Mm. you know, kitchen sausage roll challenge to the adventurers? Uh, This could work. How would... How would that work? (laughs) I don't know. I'm making it up. (laughs) We could do it live, I don't know, from Zooming from our kitchens, making sausage rolls. It's just a thought. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't do worse than the current play of sausage rolls at the Voldemort Park Run. Well, apparently so, yeah. (laughs) Haven't had the pleasure yet, but uh, I'll, I'll give it some serious thought first. Yes. And, uh, well, look, aside from that, Mel, uh, the weekend was all about Eurovision and I was very, very, very happy to be uh, sharing, well, to be asking for Eurovision tips from my, my fellow Shell Harbour parkrunner, Jason, who even popped into Dazza's this week. Jeez. I said Shell Harbour and clapped. clapped. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep, coin drop. Yep. <laughs> I'm nearly skint. We're not even 10 minutes in. But nonetheless, Jason, a fellow Eurovision fan, uh, was giving me his favourites for Eurovision whilst out on course. So what a trooper. And, Mel, it was another fantastic Eurovision year. Can I just butt in? Yes. So apologies, Ollie. I did not watch Eurovision. I didn't get to. I was busy. I'm really sorry. I had all the best intentions. But mm. what I do know yes. is Australia did not win. That's correct. And? That's correct. Yes. I know who won. <laughs> who won, Mel? Would you like to share? Is this a spoiler? Well, look, if, if our listeners haven't heard the results by the time they listen to this podcast, I'd suggest they're possibly not going to be bothered by the spoiler. I'm going to go with the people's choice that this may have been, Ollie, but it was really nice to hear in the media that the winner of Eurovision was Ukraine. Yes, some fantastic performances. We get such a thrill in our household getting up for Eurovision. We've been getting up for the semifinals. We've been playing the songs for months since each one's been released, but 
very happy to see Ukraine. Uh, it's no consolation for what's going on, but to see that love and support and solidarity and a pretty cool song, uh, their song Stefania, yeah, I think it was pretty apt. I promise I'll get on board next year, but you have to tell me this <laughs> two months out when the songs start getting released. Uh, you need right. to start sharing some of this stuff with me uh, I so see. I'm, you know, yes. get invested because I just wasn't invested enough on Sunday morning or whenever it was. That's understandable. There's yeah. actually no fine for that, so don't sweat. Yeah. But, Mel, you were busy. You were busy festivaling yourself. Hmm. I was. So how was it being a Mel? Well, on Saturday morning, as declared last week, I stayed home to run and volunteer at my home park run of Toolan Creek for the Festival of Mel. I was proud to be one of the six Mel's on the volley roster, giving a huge shout out to Mel Oakley, who was supposed to be RD, but was struck down with COVID only days before. So Toolan Creek ED Tracy Donald stepped up as a not Mel. <laughs> my volley roll on the morning was event course check. So I decided, <laughs> in my wisdom, to bicycle the three kilometres from home with Noam Floyd in the basket <laughs> and flag over my shoulder. This plan wasn't really that well thought out, as at 6.30am it was still pitch dark and I'm not the most astute cyclist on my urban bike. <laughs> Anyway, I did manage to navigate myself safely to the Toolan Creek turnaround point where Flag and Gnome were lovingly deposited. Floyd was happy to take post with his Gnomeville friends and I set about chalking the course in the most festive way. Mm. One thing I hadn't factored in, Ollie, was the toll that the eight-kilometre pre-park run ride would take on me because I'm not match fit when it comes to bikes, yeah. plus the extra few kilometres afterwards to join in at the Urban 35 brunch. So there's oh. a lot of cycling involved yeah, here. Yeah, 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 well and truly. Okay. <laughs> However, as stubborn as I am, I did manage the bike, run, bike, brunch, bike home and live to tell the tale. Well, good. What I did neglect to do was collect Floyd from his gnome party. <gasps> so that remains on my to-do list this week before our next adventure. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Floyd. He's still <laughs> out there in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Here I was worried about the budgies. Oh, no, they're fine. They're inside. They've gone oh, to good. sleep. Yeah. Yes. No, Floyd is out in the never-never at the Toolan Creek turnaround point in his gnomeville with, well, I'm sure they're his friends, but also oh. unknown strange gnomes. There's never been a better time for a freedom run at the creek, huh? Yeah, I think that's tomorrow morning's job. Yes. <laughs> go, go and rescue Floyd. Oh. Yeah, no, so it was fun. We had a great morning. I dressed as, well, we wanted to be festive. Yes. So I had to come up with an idea. So my name... Melissa is Greek for honeybee, which is why I chose oh. to dress in yellow and black and be a bee. Also, I like to go by the handle of Be Like Mel, yeah, which is a yes. play on bee. Yes. Be Like Mel. Hmm. So fitting. It looks like it was a great time to be a Mel. That's for sure. It absolutely was. We had an awesome morning. Mm. But moving on, Ollie, feedback from our episode last week, episode 284. Yes. Oh, we had audio from Sam. Oh, 
What's that for, Mel? I've got a fine. <laughs> I have a fine. I mispronounced the surname for Cass. I'm not going to say it again because I mispronounced it. <laughs> Let's listen to Sam and what she had to say. Hi, Mel and Ollie. It's Sam here calling in from the comfy chair on level two with a view. Just a quick uh, correction on the fine tally for last week. Mel, our good friend Cass is Cass Castleton. Little mistake there, you referred to him as Cass Castleton last week. So that's uh, one more dollar in the jar. Thank you. Thank you, Sam, for always keeping us honest. Uh, Speaking of keeping people honest, I believe we need to keep the informant honest and issue a fine for saying South Australia instead of South Africa in the report last week. Mel, would that be related to COVID brain fog? I think so. What was this about the intern? The intern has been sounding very grumpy, Ollie. I don't think the intern's very impressed with the task I issued her. Mm, okay. Well, well, however, she did manage to find some glitter somewhere because a jar was spied on the informant's desk, but not sure it's going to be big enough <laughs> with the way we're going. The fines are rolling in, Yeah. <laughs> I suppose that's a good problem to have. It is. The next fine might be a sensitive topic. Oh. Do we want to find Abby? Oh. (laughs) We're going there. (laughs) Abby and Summer swapping barcodes last week. I mean, it's so cute. But should they be doing that? Maybe maybe that's a fine. Half a fine if it's cute. Yeah, it kind of hurts that one, doesn't it? Uh, no, you've got to keep true to the system, Mel. I understand. But we also heard from Tracy Wood, Ollie, who came up with an acronym suggestion for FROND. Oh, yeah? What is it? Well, her thought is friends reunite on neutral dirt. That's very appropriate. Yeah, it was a good suggestion. Well, we'll just pretend that's what it means now. I think it's great. I mean, I was about to suggest do we need another version for mud or puddles, but um, I'm going with Tracy's one. It's locked in. Excellent. Yep. But in other news and discussion this week, we have to wish a happy birthday to a certain event, a certain favourite event. Yeah, favourite event not yet done, might I say. Oh, yeah, true that. Happy 250th Bathurst. Now – I believe we've got a new challenge, Mel. We heard that Richard proposed the Nelson Challenge to the 5K app designer and they've added it. Ollie, this is exciting. So for those who aren't aware, in cricket, 111 and multiples of 111 like 222 and 333 and so on are called a Nelson or a double Nelson or a triple Nelson. Uh This name supposedly comes from Admiral Nelson, a man who is widely considered to be one of the greatest naval commanders to ever live. He fought in the Napoleonic Wars and the French Revolution and was claimed he had one eye, one arm, one leg, although that wasn't actually true. It is true that 111 looks a lot like the wickets with no bales, which is a bad thing in cricket, hence it being considered bad luck. Mm, mm. But it would be good if you attended parkrun events number 111, 222, 333 and so on because then you'd complete the brand new Nelson Challenge. Thanks for suggesting it, Richard. That's wonderful. 
Loving your challenge. Uh, I'm going to have to look up where I'm up to because I haven't yet. But based on that research, can I make it up? Make it up? Uh, that's, a, that's a very poor reference to uh, Admiral Nelson and the, uh, the false claim. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. We can edit out the bad jokes, right? <laughs> well, I have already checked what I've got. I do okay. have one, one, one. Uh-huh. So I'm not doing so well on my Nelson challenge, mm. but it's exciting to know that I can have something else to achieve. That's right. Well done, Richard. But there was a question on the Aussie Tourism page this week, Ollie, asking if anyone has achieved volunteers in 100 different locations. Our friend Pippa from the UK shared information from Rory Marriott, who said a clerk is 500 volunteer credits. A Marriott is a volunteer at 100 different events as bestowed upon him during his With Me Now interview. I did see that one too, and I was I was scurrying around, actually, you know, trying to check up the few people I thought might come remotely close. But, look, there are some impressive volunteerists out there, but I couldn't find anyone, something to strive for. No one in Australia yet has achieved 100 different locations. So, yeah. obviously, in the UK, they have had parkrun for a lot longer than us, so they yes. are well ahead in those stakes. So yes. we look to them for our inspiration. And um, look, someone that's kept the inspiration coming, Tracy's got another suggestion, Mel. So in addition to the front, we've got a, a new term in Queensland that Tracy's suggested, the Nancy, which <laughs> which appropriate for the conditions that poor old Queensland has had a lot of is the nearest event not cancelled yet, referring to the recent rain and barrage of cancellations last Saturday. So Mm. very apt. But sorry you've all had to deal with it quite a bit. And, Ollie, last Saturday the New Zealand women's record fell at Millwater with Katrina Andrew posting a blistering 1632 to be the second finisher and on the same day Sally Gibbs Running in the veteran women's 55 to 59 age group took out the age-graded record of 101.18% with 18.23 at, is it Whanganui Riverbank Park Run? That's fantastic, yes. To nab fourth position. Alison informs us that Sally only started running in her 40s and won the Rotorua Marathon age 50. So two top finishing positions this week in New Zealand for the women. Yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, congratulations. And I look on in absolute awe <laughs> at those results. And they, they kept coming also across the ditch. Amazingly, Colin Thorne set a new uh, veteran males 95 to 99 record at Fungaray Park Run. So I understand he's 98, and Fungaray is planning a 98 at 98 celebration when he runs his 98th Park Run. He's on 94 now, so it's coming very soon. Oh, that will be a big day at that event, no doubt. Yes. Well done, Colin. Great support there. Oh, everything was happening this last week, Ollie. But This week, we are going to celebrate more of our volunteers. Sam is coming back with an interview with the fabulous Pippa White over in the UK. And 
We also want to wish Pip a very happy birthday. I believe today is her birthday, Ollie. Happy birthday, Pippa. So let's listen to Sam and Pippa now. Hi there, Mel and Ollie. It's Sam here from the comfy chair on level two with a view. And I'm having a chat today with Pippa White, who's joined me from the UK. We had to do some maths to work out the time difference. But given that it's National Volunteer Week here in Australia, I thought, why not talk to someone who has a vast amount of experience in the volunteering sphere? And Pippa was kind enough to agree to have a chat with me. The theme for National Volunteer Week this year is Better Together. And I can't think of many things that are a better example of better together than volunteering at Parkrun. So, Pippa White, thank you very much for joining the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Hey, Sam, it's really great to chat to you. We've been we've been friends in the Streaky September group now for quite a while, and I've loved watching your journey as well. So, yay! Let's let's enjoy this chat. It's brilliant. Thank you so much. That's awesome. That the first thing you mentioned is the Streaky September group because yes, it is where I guess I'd say we met, uh, and the Streaky September group is an offshoot of the podcast, a fantastic initiative to get us all moving in September after here in Australia, what what's usually for most of us been a bit of a sluggish winter, but is the cooling down and the nice getting into um, autumn weather in, in your part of the world. Is that right? Absolutely. Um, and for me, uh, it's a wonderful way to be part of, of a group of people. I get to see your spring posts as the nights start getting a bit darker and it gets cooler um, and it keeps me going through the winter. So um, I love that fact that we've got this hemisphere thing that, that keeps me really engaged with running during the colder months. Lovely. And it's a real connection to the topic of volunteering, which is why we're having a chat, because my feeling is that you are a real, genuinely a, a giver and a, a supporter of other people's success. And in that Streaky September group, you are a point of difference for people participating in that group. I, for one, learnt from you to find my one kilometre point and always know that even on the worst day, I can go out and get my two kilometre walk done, even if it's late at night. You're always encouraging, you're always kind and supportive and I can visualise what kind of a volunteer you are in Parkrun from your engagement in that group. And so obviously I'm talking to you as a person who just celebrated 100 Parkruns, 100 volunteer stints on the same day, but you've done far, far more than that celebrating last Saturday your 250th Parkrun and 250th volunteer stint on the same day. I thought I had dealt with a logistical nightmare. I can't even begin to imagine how you managed to line such a thing up. Tell me, was it a big deal to you to match those milestones or was it just a happy coincidence? Um, well, firstly, I'm going to call you out on the fact that sort of you're only 100-100. <laughs> I think what's really important, um, what, well, what's, what's quite fun about Parkrun is being able to chase stats. And yes, when I saw that there was a possibility I could get my 250s to coincide, I decided to go for it. But I think it's as important as we recognise um, and as I write and run reports frequently, that it's the first time to parkrun people. 
you know, brilliant. It's your very first parkrun. Do come back. We'd love to see you again. Um, first time volunteering is equally as brilliant. And it's lovely when you see somebody says, oh, well, I wasn't sure I could do that. And they get mm. on with it and they they find somewhere out of their comfort zone and and, and they've, they've done something a little bit different and they've talked to people. So logistically, yes, 250, 250 caused me sleepless nights. Uh, in context, once I realised it was possible, um, I managed to get COVID, which took me out for a weekend, um, <laughs> which was great. And then I had surgery in March, which took me out for another two weeks. And when I was looking at the numbers, my 250-250 was going to end up in a girls weekend away. So I, I, I took a week to do some timekeeping uh, to one of my local runs so that I could actually enjoy a double celebration with friends. Because actually, there's lots of things that come with Parkrun. I love having lots of friends that I've met touring, volunteering. Uh, and I picked a parkrun location where my friends from the north could come down, my friends from the south could come up, so that we'd actually got this nice central position, which was the wonderful Trenton Gardens parkrun, which is quite a new location as well for the touring people. But it, you know, it, it caused me sleepless nights because I didn't have any spare Saturdays to miss. And I got earlier and earlier at parkrun. So generally in the UK, our parkrun start at 9am. And I dragged my daughter, who's known as a tame volunteer, we'll talk about her in, in, a, in a moment. I dragged her down to a parkrun uh, near Bristol. And we got there at uh, 25 past seven, so an hour and a half before we needed to be there. Um, and I thought that was quite early and, and she did sort of make comments because she's a teenager about sort of the earliness on a Saturday morning. But when I went to go and do the Welsh Park Run, I actually got there at 10 past seven in the morning. So, you know, almost two hours early. <laughs> I was so worried that there was going to be car problems. I was going to miss it. Everybody had booked hotels. They'd organised time off work that uh, I got there really, really early to make sure I'd achieved it. I do understand that. Having had People come from interstate for my 100-100. I understand the stress and sleeplessness you're talking about. And then there's the fun of, of looking at your um, profile and suddenly going, ha, now it's got the numbers that match. And it gave me a huge amount of pleasure. I hadn't realised how much pleasure. That's wonderful. It is exciting, isn't it? Tell me about the tame volunteer. I want to know that story. We go back to my daughter's very first parkrun. And it was a really sad occasion, actually. It was a New Year's Day park run, which should have been joyful, only sadly, one of the park runners uh, collapsed and then was given CPR, but subsequently oh. taken to hospital, didn't survive. And following that, we fundraised at the parkrun at that point, this is back in 2015, to get a defibrillator. And I think it was one of the starting points when the, the movement came to actually have that equipment available. But surprisingly, my, my youngest daughter was less enthusiastic about running after that, even though we did talk about it and say, look, with Graham, he was in the best place to actually get help. He hadn't gone out for a run by himself. He had friends around him and we did what we could. At the time, we're a military family and then we moved to a, a, a new parkrun. And I was talking one morning after parkrun about volunteering and she said, oh, well, that sounds quite fun. I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, she'd barcode scanned for the first time that it was not recorded for Darren Woods doing his uh, 500 park run. So the first person to actually get the coveted blue top. Wow. Uh, and she thought this was really great fun. And then she started going through the different roles at this new home park run. And then, you know, military families, we move. 
And what we then started doing was a little bit more touring. And I would turn up and we'd have her on the roster doing one of the funnel roles because she was under 18. Uh, and we just became a, a, a touring partnership, having a, a fantastic time going around. She was at the time under 18 and chose not to be very vocal on social media with her her name, which is why we just called her the Tame Volunteer. Right. But we've had some great times. And until she went off to university, I still can't believe my touring buddy left me. Oh. We would we would do a lot of weekends away and we'd have to plan maybe three or four weeks in advance so she could get a funnel role, being as she was under 18 and that was what was needed to do. Right. And then, you know, we even managed a, a road trip in the summer of 2019 she was coming up to her 100th day of volunteering and she wanted to have completed her UK alphabet, to have become a pirate and to have become a world tourist and visited and volunteered in four countries. Wow. So for her, she was doing some of these running challenges, but as a volunteer, which was super fun. Uh, and that yeah. was an even more logistical nightmare on a spreadsheet, at least with my 250, 250, I was only dealing with me, but I had an under 18 volunteer to get to the right place. Gosh. So yes, yeah, she's She's volunteered um, in France, Italy and Germany, and then subsequently in the Netherlands. Wow. Pretty impressed with her. Oh, she's great. Um, She has settled down to uh, a new home parkrun at university. She picked her university, so it was close to a parkrun. What a girl. It was during the pause. So, you know, we were a little bit nervous it wouldn't happen. But it was actually seeing what she also got out of volunteering that's kept me writing some run reports, helping out with the barcode scanning, uh, tail walking, uh, run report writing. And because we were doing it together, she kept encouraging me and I kept encouraging her. And even when injured, she was very clear to remind me that I could have all the fun of Parkrun and volunteer with her. So that was super. That's so lovely. It's interesting for me when my home park run first started up in 2018, I really happily, you know, did park run a couple of times a month and volunteered a couple of times a month as a barcode scanner or a timekeeper. And then when I got the opportunity to be communications person, which I did for a little over a year, I felt a little bit guilty. I felt like I was cheating because I was going all over the place, doing all this lovely tourism, participating in park runs and still getting a volunteer credit each week. And I said it like that to our event director one day and she said to me, do you know how much stress you've removed from my life because you take care of the Facebook posts and the Facebook messages and all of those things? it's not cheating. You're doing something really worthwhile and valuable. You're contributing to Parkrun. So I had to realise that it was, you know, it wasn't something to feel guilty about. It was okay to be having my cake and eating it too. And you used an expression before we started recording the interview, being able to do Parkrun and volunteer is a gateway into volunteering. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for the podcast listeners for me? Absolutely. And I hear what you say about feeling a little bit guilty about me. You know, Am I having my cake and eating it? Because actually a parkrun does need two timekeepers, it needs somebody to hand out tokens, and it needs to tell Walker and a run director. And I'm going to be very, very clear about those particular roles. So I think, you know, that's, that's five or six absolutely have to be there. And then depending on course, there needs to be some marshals and then 
there's the other person with the tokens, there's barcode scanners, uh, and then all the little bits of jobs to make sure parkrun happens. So I do try to do a few of those ones that, that absolutely have to be, are essential. But what I found that by maybe doing a run and a barcode scan and telling friends about it or running and token sorting or writing run reports is that running friends of mine new to parkrun then get involved because they think, oh, well, you know, I can I, I can do that and still have my run. Oh, oh, they're a great bunch of people. They're, they're good fun to talk to. And it is a little bit of a gateway in, into volunteering. I mean, we know that it's only three or four times a year that we'd like all of our park runners to consider whether or not they could actually volunteer to actually keep those those teams full. Absolutely, there are no strict rules about how often you have to do it. And I wouldn't like that either. But it's given friends the opportunity to say, I can do a little bit. And if everybody does a little bit, then suddenly magic happens. Yeah, that's so true. Now, we are going to have to wrap this up, but I wonder if before we go, could you share with us your 250 volunteer stints? How many different park runs have you volunteered at? How many different roles have you done? And what's your favourite volunteering role? Oh, gosh. Well, um, so I've done 250 days of volunteering, which is over 92 different 5K events and six junior events. So that's now 98 different locations. So almost at my Flake uh, volunteer location. And that's over four countries as well. I've done the alphabet as run reports and I'm working on my second one. I probably love the report writing. Um, I know it's run report, report writing now. I think that's super fun. But I also love tail walking. And I love that encouragement of people getting back into or getting into running or walking, uh, feeling very nervous about being part of it. What has been a revelation in the last year uh, since juniors came back in the UK in April 2021 was getting to be part of a junior team. And I absolutely love watching the kids on a Sunday morning uh, doing their 2K. So I'd say that... Of all the fun I have at 5K events, sort of writing about it and trying to be encouraging in those reports, I absolutely adore juniors. That's so lovely. I'm very excited to tell you that this week I got my working with children check number for Victoria. And in June, I'll be traveling down to Victoria to volunteer at Mel's Junior Park Run. And I cannot wait. I am beyond excited to do that. How many different volunteering roles have you done? It's either 18 or 19. I challenged myself to do the 17 different roles for Parkrun's 17th birthday. And I think I've added a couple since. Um, I've got a V index of 10 or 11 or something like that. <laughs> um, because it becomes a bit of a game um, just to see what it is. I mean, Parkrun is, is quite a lot about the numbers, uh, which is why, you know, your 100, 100 was quite so much fun. And my 250, 250 was so much fun. It's, it's nice to play the other games as well. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And as the Volunteer Week theme says, Better Together, it's uh, certainly true that Parkrun is all about being together with our communities of, of volunteers and participants. Can I say thank you so much for joining me for this chat? And more importantly, Pippa White, thank you for volunteering. Sam, it's been brilliant to talk to you and thank you for volunteering.
And thank you, Pippa. Congratulations once again on a fantastic milestone. Thank you also to Sam for being an excellent interviewer. Uh, great to hear the both of you chat. It was Ollie. She's got the comfy chair. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. She's earned it well and truly. But, Ollie, we've got mail. You've got mail. We have. What have we got, Mel? This week we had an email from Paddy Shimo. He said, hi, Mel, Ollie, and all the podcast team. Listening to your podcast, I heard Ollie say it would be great if an app could provide details about how to get a course, doing a better job than a standard navigation system. I looked this up and you could do this with the 5K app. You can search park runs, select one, and it will take you to the same info you get when you visit the website, which we know gives directions written by the locals. Hope this helps. Keep up the excellent work. Regards. Patrick. Now, that's some good help. Thank you. And uh, look, I might add, probably should have worked that out myself, but <laughs> this this is what a community is all about. And thank you, Patrick, for helping me along. So I have looked this up. I've taken the assistance and I've gone and looked up the details for, yeah, my next parkrun tourism. So thank you, Patrick. Is that very far away, Ollie? Uh, a little further away than my last one. <laughs> Oh, you're so mysterious. We'll call you Mysterio soon. <laughs> yes, yes. But thank you very much, Patrick, for the email. Some people we also need to thank are our visitors, visitors, I should say, to Dazza's, where Dazza this week was uh, all about volunteering. This week he said, thanks for volunteering. National Volunteer Week is the 16th to 22nd of May, and this year's theme is Better Together. Dazza loves how the team effort of volunteering together is so central to the parkrun experience. Come on in, place your order, share your parkrun experience. Did you run, walk, or volunteer? If you ran or walked, did you meet some cool volunteers? He said a lot this week, Dazza, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's all about starting conversation. He was very wordy. And it worked. It worked. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, uh, one of whom was Andrew Johnston, joining in with, we could say it's a bit of a frond, a bit of a visit, and he said, Martine Barrett and I had a melvelous morning with all the Mel's at Tool and Creek's Festival of Mel. Two caramel milkshakes. Thanks, Dazza. Wow. I didn't even know Andrew and Martine were there and I feel terrible that I didn't get to chat to them or get a Melfie. <laughs> so notes to anybody else, please come up and say hello to us so that we can um, interact with you. I feel rude that they visited my park run and I didn't talk to them. Well, maybe they said hello and it was lost in the mouths. Well, to be fair, everybody was saying, hi, Mel, hi, Mel, hi, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because it was the Festival of Mel's, so it was hard to distinguish. Yes. Ollie, we also heard from Alison King, who said, tail walk today at Paringa with Chrissy. She celebrated her V100 while I celebrated my first park run since January, walked 67 minutes and received token 67. So good to get scanned again. Back to volunteering next week. 
and Alison shared a photo of herself and Christy in the volley vests. But Alison, we're so glad that your ankle has healed enough for you to complete your very first park run since your accident. Wonderful news. And Mel, next up visiting was Michael Charlton, who threw a bit of volunteering on top of tourism and achieved a certain milestone. He said, volunteer number 50 at Nathalia Showgrounds Parkrun as Tailwalker and shared a fabulous photo of Michael in wonderful volunteer orange in the selfie frame there. So um, that's a pretty decent combo. It is, and Michael backed it up the next day at Ainsbury Juniors volunteering as a marshal. Way to go. Thank you for your help, Michael. We also heard Ollie from Voss at home volunteering got to walk a guide dog ebony today during woi woi park run and caro shared a photo of herself with the friendly dog now a very liked photo and and post this week came from sonia polman who said spectacular morning to be able to rd at beaches and the photo in question was a great light shot of the park runners on the beach and the flag there not going to go into detail on the flag, but I will say also <laughs> it does is please check out Michael Sharp's lovely version of a beach flag shot as well. In fact, he had he had two uh, with a gorgeous light filter. No, no, so no, no, uh, no, no. I was I was really enjoying that. Now let's move on. You can't. No, 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 no. You can't avoid. No, that's a fine. I'm sorry. It's a dollar. Like it's not. It's not big bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but also. Judith Bybo, who had a milestone as well as being a first-time poster. First-time poster. And Judith said, volunteering at Batemans Bay, Tailwalker and my 100th time volunteering. Way to go. Thank you for joining us, Judith. Yeah, congratulations on a great milestone there. And Mel, Mm -hmm. Ingrid Botha. Oh. With a bit of tourism. Somewhat of a frond, who said, met some cows, dragged a surprisingly cooperative preteen and puppy to our only ever inaugural, we promise. And (laughs) Ingrid did share a photo of Paris with the cows. So there's the uh, sound effect of the fine. (laughs) We will forgive you. Ingrid, this time for getting your one and only event number one, but that doesn't preclude you from the fine. (laughs) Oh, you've got the next one too, Ollie. Oh, so I do. (laughs) And then we also heard from Melanie McGregor coming into us from New Zealand saying, Dion and I did some parkrun tourism to Otaki River Parkrun. And uh, we got a, a photo there shared by Melanie of her and Dion by the flag. Was it the right way round? I believe it was. Good work, Melanie. <laughs> Over in South Africa, we heard from our mate, Johan. I went to Sasselberg Park Run in the heartland of the South African chemical industry to recomplete the Free State Province for the umpteenth time. There were a larger than usual number of participants due to an influx of tourists, but the small team of volunteers did well. This event is a replacement for Heron Banks Park Run that lost landowner permission during the pandemic. I assisted with barcode scanning and closed down and Johan shared another great landscape photo. Thanks, Johan. Yes, 
Great job. Now, I'm sorry to interject here, but um, apologies, Melanie, because if I don't pick it up, someone else is going to. What? I was wrong. The flag. Oh. It's the other way. No, <laughs> Johan, you got to find another no, no, one. No, 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 Melanie, not Johan. Oh. I'm going back one. I had to fact check, and uh, I can confirm that that flag is reversed. Okay. <sighs> Moving along. Claire Winnerjik over in the UK, joined us from a, a bit of a celebration. It was Bramley Cowfest. And um, Claire's message was Bramley Cowfest and now only five bingo numbers left to get. And Claire actually shared a video of a bit of the fun at Bramley, but there were a couple of pictures there. So there was a bit of a front there, Mel. There was. And comes to mind, Ollie, our friends at With Me Now, I have heard the reference, Bramley is family. It looks like a lot of fun. I would I would certainly like to, to go there. It's one for the list, but that's a very long list, I'm afraid. We also heard from Belinda Taylor, volleying and touristing a very soggy walk at Southbank Park Run yesterday, one of a few that wasn't cancelled in Brisbane due to the rain and floods. I had to chase the flag around to make sure it wasn't backwards for my photo. <laughs> Today was volunteering at Juniors at Bellevue Park. Des Connor Park Run Juniors was cancelled. I was barcode scanning with Claire but quickly became the sticker hander outer as there was only 20 kids who braved the weather and mud. A new job for the other role perhaps. And Belinda shared a collage of photos and some very wet coarse areas. But the, uh, the flag she did manage to have it the right way around. So she did avoid a fine. Yes. Which is good. And and thank you for volunteering. It's been good to see yourself and a number of other Queenslanders safe in those conditions. What a weekend. And time to announce the winner of the Obi. Okay. I'm not sure with the informant well, the informants away. The officers on skeleton staff. Did we get an envelope, Ollie? I'm just going to go and have a look. I see something sitting on the comfortable chair over there. Oh. Good news, Mel. I have the envelope. Excellent. Okay. So the Obi this week goes to... Volunteer extraordinaire, Michael Charlton. Congratulations, Michael. Doubling up this week with volunteering on Saturday and Sunday. So well earned, Ollie. Very well earned. Thank you to all of our parkrunners and particularly all of our volunteers joining us this week at Dazz's. It was wonderful to see so much excitement and so much of our community getting out there. This park run day just gone. It was. So, Ollie, normally at this point in the podcast, we would throw to our informant, but we have to announce that sadly this week our informant has come down with COVID. Yes. And our intern, well, our intern has to isolate. So we have no informant this week, which is a shame. It's a bit quiet. It is. Uh, This is awkward. Uh, (laughs) Let's just play some music. We have, however, 
had the stats come in for the Consolidated Club report. So, would you like to give us an update? Well, our Adventurers Consolidated Club report for Saturday the 14th of May 2022 was of a total of 192 members, 146 members took part on this date at 90 different locations. So we were down 10 locations from last week, or 12 maybe. Mm-hmm. In the UK, we had 15 events. Thank you, Alison. Galston Cliffs, Bedfont Lakes, Southampton, Oldham, Dulwich, Orpington, Goul, Newent Forest of Dean, Ganavan Sands, Woking, Bramley, Sherwood Pines, Sirencester, Summerdale Pavilion and Woolacombe Dunes. In South Africa, we had one event. Thank you, Janet. Hi, Mel. This week's park runs in South Africa are Sasselberg Park Run or Sasselberg Park Run. And in the USA, we also had one event, but I can say this one, it was Joe Creason. <laughs> Locally, there were adventures at 28 events in Victoria, 16 events in New South Wales, 14 events in Queensland, 4 in South Australia, 4 in Western Australia, 2 in Tasmania, 1 in ACT, oh, none in Northern Territory. But three events in the North Island of New Zealand and one on the South Island. So that concludes our Consolidated Club report. Ollie, to note, there were a frond of eight at Bowral Relaunch. Yes. Which included Tim Robbins, Chris Horowitz, Heather Morgan, Sue Smith, Melissa Curry, Jasmine and Ingrid Botha and Richard Ka-ching! <laughs> and we also need to report Jeff Glarb. He commented, I had really hoped to travel this week, but we had to cancel our plans last minute. Here's me lamenting that I can't keep the flag from spinning backwards. Now, a fine was proposed for poor old Jeff with his spinning flag, but Chris Fraser suggested that Jeff dispute that fine as it's a side-on flag rather than a reversed flag. (laughs) Jeff does say that the US dollar is trading very favourably with the Aussie dollar right now and that we must please take his money. So (laughs) we won't argue with that. No. Oh, and Mel... Belinda Taylor also pointed out that Queen Elizabeth is in New South Wales, not Queensland. If it was in Queensland, it probably would have been cancelled this week with a lot of other southeast Queensland events. Chris Fraser has called it a crime against geography. So that's another one for Mel. (laughs) I'm getting so many mistakes. I don't know why I thought Queen Elizabeth was in Queensland. I had it in my mind that Cass was going to Queensland. So uh, I see. That's my defence. Easy done, Mel. Uh, I know what it's like. But looking forward, we do have something wonderfully festive to look forward to that we have to give you all an update about, Mel. So could I please, could I please, please, please give everyone an update on... Ugly Christmas in July. (gasps) It's that time of year. This is so exciting. I love Christmas in July. Ollie, please tell us all about it. I shall. So, look, 
everyone. Be happy because Ugly Christmas in July is coming. This year it will be held on Saturday the 23rd of July. So to celebrate and add to the range of ugly festive buffs available, Santa's little helpers have been knitting up an ugly storm and will very soon be releasing the design for the newest addition to the range of ugly Christmas buffs, or as some know them, neck warmers. As was the case last year, the new Ugly Christmas buff will be based on the Ugly Christmas singlets and shirts from 2021. And not only will the buffs be spreading warmth and ugly joy wherever they're worn, they will also be helping others, as $1 from the sale of every buff will be donated to Beyond Blue to support the work they do in improving the lives of all people in Australia affected by mental health conditions. Orders open very soon. And that's just quietly likely the end of this week or early next week. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes open. We'll be sure to shout it from the rooftops in case you miss it. And we'll close on Wednesday the 1st of June. So that's not long. No. Act quickly. It may seem early. However, closing orders at the beginning of June will mean there's plenty of time for people both nationwide and overseas to receive delivery of their goodies in time for ugly Christmas in July. The Ugly Christmas Buffs will be available via the usual Adventurers online portal with supplier Ventu. Head over and like the International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day Facebook page for the link and all the other ugly details. And um, Mel and everyone, even if you don't fancy an ugly buff, save the date, Saturday the 23rd of July. It's going to be a bunch of ugly fun. It is. Yay. I can't wait. Yes. I look forward to seeing the the design. I mean, I I hear, yep, it's going to be quite familiar, but nice to add it to the kit. Yeah. Same, same, but different. And if you don't have one, uh, a neck warmer never goes astray. No. And especially with the cold weather coming in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm not sure I can segue through cold weather in Southern Hemisphere, except to say that uh, you're in the Southern Hemisphere, Mel. Where in the (laughs) Southern Hemisphere are you park running next week? Ollie, I'm going to spin the alphabet wheel this week. Oh. But I've got no idea. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just check on that wheel later. Yes. (laughs) might come back to that but i actually don't know ollie i have not made up my mind this is not a ruse in any way shape or form i have multiple events in my radius Mm -hmm. to choose from and i haven't got a clue which one i'm going to pick at this point in time well that's exciting so it really is a spin of the wheel Mm. hence the analogy what about yourself ollie are you at show? Oh. Didn't finish. That's a half fine. Um, <laughs> 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I have been hoping for a little bit of tourism. Uh, there are a couple of events that I've been desperately wanting to try and uh, my hope is to make it there. I have been known to pop up at home plenty though, so we'll just have to see, Mel. It's not even a really good clue. No. Look, some of my goals um, – you know, I've done a couple of events, you know, just when I when I usually go away toward the end of the summer, we go on a family holiday down the coast. So I've done a few events to the south of me, uh, haven't done them all. So hoping that I can knock off another one down there. Okay, so the clue there is southern New South Wales. Yeah, look, hoping to head in that direction. Could okay. go inland, 
could go in a completely other direction. I'm just making things up. What about, can we pin you down to making an announcement Friday night in the socials if you're going somewhere? Uh, no, look. No. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it to chance. I'm going to leave it Leave it as a mystery. I get very few surprises. Well, are you going to wake up Saturday morning and just think, oh, I've got a couple of hours before park run. I might go here. Look, look chance isn't exactly the right word. See, this is the upcoming federal election. I'm doing my best politician uh, (laughs) attempt at avoiding the question. I'm being the reporter. I'm trying to screw (laughs) you down. That's right. To give us an answer and and you're standing fast, Ollie. Good politics. the, The plan is I hope to head south. I hope to do a new event and I have locked it in. All right. Well, we'll have to be happy with that and... I think that's it. Seeing as we can't get any more information out of you, that's it for another <laughs> week. As always, you can contact us via Facebook or on our email, which is parkrunadventures at gmail.com. We will see you all next week for more adventures. Ooh, looks like it's a pee. This is the Oracle. East Coast Parkrun in Singapore is where I scanned my machine readable representation of numerals and characters. Fried my solid state drive. I did. 104 others use the method of terrestrial locomotion to move rapidly on foot. 5 kilometers. A long way for a fully scalable relational database architecture. Safe. I trust you will stay.